And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Marvelous, Monumental, Most Fascinating, Massively Mind-Bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one and draw closer to the King of Kings and glorify his name. First, in the wind down for Nehemiah, we get to examine choice portions of the bread of God. One thing that skips by many of us is when Israel is challenged because they refuse to listen. What is impressive is how God defines their refusal to listen. We may have an image that the Israelites were sticking their fingers in their ears as God was speaking, but that would be wrong. They stuck their fingers in their hearts. Hmm. Next, when we don't follow the Lord as our leader, even those filled with pride seek out a leader to direct them. That is because if someone else tells us to do something, it has a tacit approval. It is a form of transference. It is why, it is, it's why many so-called Christians follow spiritual and secular leadership with a type of blindness. This is why the scriptures command, the command for us is to test everything we come across. When God doesn't lead, then a false God does. And finally, fortunately for us, despite what we occasionally do, God doesn't pack his bags and take a trip to another solar system. When Israel veered off course, God challenged them. He did this to bring them back to himself. He does this to bring us back to himself. He doesn't quit on us. He pushes harder. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Oh, I like that prevailing one. Politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive, so much more. Just so much. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now just keep in mind, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. Actually, I need to move my Chromebook up because I, I was kind of behind there. Hold on one second. I'm getting it together. All right, there we go. So david at hemustincrease.org. Uh, also, you can text us during the show. That's fun. You can text us during the show. Love it. 214-210-8483. It's very safe, by the way. 214-210-8483. Or you can call us on the show, live during the show, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call that number, 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Captain Chris. Let me explain to you what that's like. That's like discovering that the Bible translation you were trying to get is available for 99 cents. And then you will be...
I'm sorry. As a Jewish Christian, I just couldn't give you. I couldn't say, you know, talking to Chris is like, you know, I don't know, you know, walking on the clouds or something. It's just like, look, I got a translation for 99 cents I was trying to get. It's like it's a good deal. That's a great. It's normally like $25. Like, what is it, 99 cents? Serious? Okay. Like I said, my wife and I want to travel around the world. As soon as we find the deal that enables us to do that for $100, we'll do it. Okay. So uh, I'm not cheap. I'm thrifty. Anyhow, so so the bottom line is maybe you have a praise report. You want to share it. The Lord's done something in your life, and it's like, you know what? I need to share this because it's just inside me. It's boiling inside me, and I need to share it. I don't I don't know. I'm afraid. It's okay if you decide to share it. We will help you get through it. It's great for other people to hear the things the Lord is doing. If you've got a prayer request, you've got something you're working on, and you need other people to join their faith, not a problem. If you don't like doing that from a public format, that's why we have the website. You can do it directly on the website, or you can always text me and and, uh, and we'll do it. You just got to tell me what level you're comfortable with. Bottom line to all of that is we want you to be able to engage because of why? Because our job, our mission, our purpose is to encourage one another as we see the day of the return of Jesus Christ getting closer and closer to strengthen one another. And I don't care what your Baptist, if you're a Baptist or Pentecostal, what your background is. I don't care. I care that you have a genuine faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I care that you understand that it is our Heavenly Father. When Jesus said to pray, he said, say, our Father. When, they, when you understand that we're blood relatives because of the blood of Jesus Christ and that we all drink from the same Holy Spirit as the Lord leads and guides us, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I care about that. And I care about what King David said. I am a companion to all them that fear your name. Now that's, that's what we want to do. We want to strengthen one another, bless one another, encourage one another. And then I want you to answer trivia. <laughs> See? What a transition that was. Thank you. What is the Bible reference for the famous verse which begins, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. And for those who are King Jamesing it, what is the Bible reference for the famous verse which begins, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. What is the Bible or reference? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. People are saying, well, why would you ask that question? Everybody should know that. That's because you need to be reminded. We need to keep those things fresh. As Peter said, and as Paul said, under the leading of the Holy Spirit, that Peter said, I want to remind you of these things so that you can take advantage of them, keep it, keep the advantage of it. And Paul said it's important for me to remind you, so it's important for us to understand that simple things reminded are very effective. You are not only saved by the gospel of Jesus Christ, you are kept by the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see that? That's a huge thing. Huge. Let me say it again. Huge thing. You are not only saved by the gospel, you are kept by the gospel. Okay? Okay. It's all right? It's all right. All right. Uh, somebody ready to answer a trivia question? Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. It's Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing good. How about you? Uh, had a lousy weekend. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Well, I broke a toe, and we got the dogs, oh, and I got no. all this stuff. This is like, like, I'm just glad it's Monday. That's how bad the weekend was. 
Well, I'll pray for you. <laughs> Please do. Okay, here we go. Well, what is the Bible reference for the famous verse which begins, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son? Um, I think it's like John 3.16. That is correct, am I new? Yay! <laughs> Excellent job. I knew you would know that, So, uh, but that's a great job, and I appreciate you doing that. It's important to know that because people need to keep that fresh because if you don't keep it at the forefront of your mind, it tends to slip away, right? Okay, I have a question. Aren't y'all um, getting to have an anniversary on how many shows you've had or something like that? Yeah, so that's a – what a brilliant question. So here's uh, here's the funniest part. So by contract, on August 26th, we should have had 1,000 shows, okay? Oh, wow. But but we've had a miss on multiple shows. So I think it's more October than I do it's uh, August, okay? So, oh, okay. So I'm thinking October will be at the 1,000. I'll kind of give you a countdown. At the other station, we ended up doing about 1,350 shows and uh, so I'm looking for this to the thousand to be uh, a significant point, and I will give you a a basic countdown. But we're in the 900 range right now. Oh, I see. Well, the reason I was asking is I've been listening since uh, Wonder Julie and um, <laughs> Amazing Jen, but I didn't ever call in until Terrific T. Yeah, but uh, that's why I was wondering. I knew I'd been listening to it pretty, you know, after it pretty started pretty yeah. early, you know. You you got there at the it's in the beginning part of it. I mean, we started our first show was on March eighteenth in what is it? What's it in the it was a two thousand and nineteen? Is that right? Twenty twenty one twenty two March? Yeah, so March eighteenth two thousand and 19 would have been our first show. And then, okay, yeah, I've been listening to it uh, pretty much in that same year. You know, you know, you should have a large bottle of aspirin. That's all I can do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, well, y'all have a good day, man. Right. God bless you. All right, God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, great job. It's always fun to talk to Deborah. She's so much fun. You know? All right. So we're going to get to our stuff, but I'm still going to pray. I want to pray for you guys. And guess what I want to pray? Yeah, I've been praying. See, I know it sounds goofy, but when I'm doing my devotions, I ask them, you know what? You know, I'm praying for the audience. And da, 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 da. So I just want to pray for our audience, for those who are feeling weary. Okay? I just think that's the right thing. So let's do it together. Let's just join our faith. Father, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We worship you. We thank you. We praise you. First, I thank my God. That's what, that's what Paul wrote. And we just do that, Lord. We thank you and praise you for the goodness you've poured out upon our hearts, into our lives. Your goodness exceeds us. We're just appreciative. And I pray for this audience right now because there's a weariness that's in the country, a weariness amongst the people of God, that, that, Lord, you would bring that refreshment and that rejuvenation, Lord, that they would sense your presence with them. Because, man, whenever we get in your presence, whenever we're in your word, whenever we're in prayer and fellowship, you strengthen us. Let them find that refreshment. Let them find deliverance from weariness. Encourage your people. Love your people. Bless your people. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, so prayed that, did that. Uh, 
Let's take the break. I think that's better off to take the break. Come back. We'll do the teaching. I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, you will. That's right. I will. All right. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Like any person searching for answers, I, too, have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Bibles are very cool looking. You can have them electronically. You can have them in your phone. You have them in your computer. There's tons of apps. There's also cool looking book Bibles. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. It's great. Here's the bottom line. All that's fancy and fantastic and useless if you don't read it and believe it and process it. For those that are trying to figure out, uh, first of all, well, why is it that the Bible is uh, its own unique entity? What's the deal in that? Well, the same breath that went into creating Adam, which was creating creation of man, that same breath went into the Bible. And so 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all scripture is God-breathed. That's the breath of God. And the breath of God that went into Adam is the breath of God that goes into the book, which is why this is a unique book. And then people are get they get really upset and they go, Well, hold on now. Hold on now, Dave. The the, the problem there is, you know, that that there's just so many people that have been a part of uh, writing the Bible. In fact, there's about 40 authors spanning about 3,000 years in all different types of positions in life. But here's the great thing about Christian faith. If you believe that God created the universe, you're going to step out on that big ledge and go, well, if he created the universe, he can probably write a book. Well, the amazing part about the book itself is not just the self-proclamations of the book, but you get into the prophecies, and it's an amazing, amazing element that every single prophecy has been fulfilled exactly, and yet there are some to come, and we will see those fulfilled. But while you're engaging in the Word of God, here's something you need to be aware of that Christians do not recognize, that that word where it says, for the Word of God is alive, is zone in the Greek. If we were doing a Greek word, that'd be zone. And that word means alive, to live. Jesus used that word in Revelation chapter 1, verse 18, where he says, Behold, I am alive, and I live forevermore. Same word. And the word of God is alive. And you think, well, this is just a book. It is just a book, except for when you're reading the word of God and the Holy Spirit connects you to the word of God, it becomes something altogether different. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready for your next trivia question. You guys should be on top of this one. Although it's not sneaky, so we're not going to play the horn, okay? But you have to think. 
think about it, okay? True or false? We'll give you a 50-50 shot. Chapter 17 of John's Gospel contains Jesus's longest recorded prayer. True or false? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I will say that Joy, Ann, and Cordelia have been pow, pow, all show. I mean, they have nailed down everyone. Very good job, ladies. Um, we are not going to do the, the humor yet. And the reason that we're not going to do it yet is because um, <laughs> Eric is not going to answer with a word today. Uh, we're not going to do it yet because uh, I want to get into a little bit more of the teaching part of things. So we're just going to hold off. But I do want to let you know this one thing. I think you'll find this uh, amazing. So I did have kind of like, it wasn't the worst weekend, so don't get the wrong idea. I've had a lot worse weekends. But it was not the weekend I was anticipating when things fall short from what you're expecting, uh, it, it, it does have that tendency to kind of put a little like boo in it, right? So my attitude was like yesterday wasn't great. I'm, I'm confessing, okay? And, uh, and my attitude uh, towards uh, Noel and just towards life was not where it needed to be because I go through that just like everybody else. So everybody knows we all go through that. But one thing that did happen is this morning as I, you know, started my routines, so to speak, and then I got into my devotions and started reading my Bible, and I happened to be in 2 Samuel 15 and 16, which is not exactly the cheeriest part of Scripture, but that's not the point. The point is, as I'm reading it, I can tell my spirit is changing. I can't explain to you how. I don't understand. I mean, I could theologically I could do it, but I can't explain it to you in a way that the experiential can 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 be uh, make sense. But as I'm reading the Word of God, it's making changes on the inside. It's not even me. It's God speaking to me through His Word. And I'm not saying that every time I read it, that happens or anything like that. But I will tell you, in the last 40 to 48 hours since I read the Word of God this morning, I'm, like, different. I'm telling you, if you guys get into that habit if you and you start your day, and I believe you should start your day versus end your day, because if you're going to face the world, you might as well face it with the Word of God. I am encouraging you just ask that same thing. I still do it every day. I've been doing it for 24 and a half years without fail in in this second half of my uh, Christian walk, so to speak, and that is, Lord, just speak to me. Just talk to me. And it's just amazing what the Word of God does. And if you're in a st- stuck in a situation where you're not getting anything or you need a different translation, there's over 100 English translations, not paraphrases, translations. Find one. That's, that's my advice. Find one. All right. Let's get into the text because I want to do this thing from Nehemiah. I, I find this to be superbly fascinating. Uh, once again, on the trivia question, we'll give you that uh, chance to answer that. True or false, chapter 17 of John's Gospel contains Jesus' longest recorded prayer. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Also, you can text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, David at he must increase.org. Here's the text we're in. Uh, we've only got three more. Wow. Only three more in Nehemiah. Wow. One, two, three. Wow. Uh, we are in Nehemiah chapter nine. 
and we are at verse 15, we're at verse like 16. It says this, and listen to how the Lord phrases it. They, this is referring to Israel, and they're doing a recanting of the, of the history. They refused to listen and did not remember the miracles you had done for them, and instead they rebelled, appointing a leader to take them back to their slavery in Egypt. I always find texts like this fascinating because God explains his different approach or his different understanding compared to ours on what it is to refuse to listen. They refuse to listen, and that word and is, is really connects it. It's, so it's, instead of being two separate thoughts, this is one thought. They refuse to listen and didn't remember the miracles you had done. One of the things that we think when people say you know, they're refusing to listen is that they stick their fingers in their ears so they don't have to hear, so that there's no sound coming in, but that's not accurate. That's only partly accurate. It's not entirely accurate, I should say. Another way that we don't listen to God is by not remembering what he's done. Now, I want you to think about your life. I want you to think about your Christian walk. I want, to th- I want you to think about all the times that God has given you grace and mercy and deliverance, how he's done something for you, how he's done something for the people around you, people you've prayed for, how you've had myriads of answers from God. You've had miracles. You have wonderful things that have taken place. And what happens is after those things take place, they get put into some kind of reservoir or some kind of savings bank in your brain, and they're not often recalled. And that, my friends, is refusing to listen to God. In fact, when God chastises the children of Israel, one of the continual chastisements is that they did not remember that God had brought them deliverance with the splitting of the Red Sea where they walked upon dry land. There must be over 500 references to their disobedience because they did not remember. And what I'm telling you as a brother in the Lord, I'm not your pastor, I'm your brother in the Lord. As a brother in the Lord, younger or older, I am telling you the things that God has done in your life, if you do not have those on a recall basis, you have yourself in a position where you, as well as myself by doing it, can be refusing to listen to God. God has spoken to you through these circumstances. He's spoken to you in these situations. He has made known his love, his grace, his mercy, his wisdom, and his chastisement. And when we don't recall that and remember that, it's an insult. And God doesn't like it. Not listening has a lot more to do with not remembering what he has done. Than, than anything else. And I want you to be on. I mean, I, I've had, let's see, in 43 years, I've had thousands of witnesses from God. Thousands, multiple thousands. So when I complain, I have a higher level of guilt when I'm convicted <laughs> because he has done so much. I, I often wonder, <laughs> I feel like Daffy Duck when he got his, you know, his face turned around on the back of his head or something. Just like, how how dumb am I? <laughs> and, and just in case you, you think I don't say that directly to the Lord, you'd be wrong, okay? I directly say that to God only. I use different choice words that I don't believe offends him. I just describe myself very clearly. 
uh, before the Lord. Sometimes it, it, it you know, relates to an animal, and sometimes it doesn't. But the point is this. God has done so much for us, we cannot refuse to listen by not recalling those great things. Hey, remember that last time that God delivered you from that incredibly ridiculous situation? Are you using that now in your incredibly ridiculous situation? Because if you're not, you're not listening. Oh, ow. Take it out of my back, Dave. Take it out of my back. I can't because I can't reach it out of mine. <laughs> That's the reason why. All right, trivia. You thought you were going to have to ping pong ball me, huh? Oh, there is that, sir. Ping. Okay. I just got ping pong balled. Pink ping pong balls. True or false, chapter 17 of John's Gospel contains Jesus' longest recorded prayer. The answer is true. It's the longest recorded prayer that Jesus made, which is, of course, my argument why you shouldn't call the Lord's Prayer Matthew 6, but that's a whole other theological thing that I'm not willing to fight about because it's just not that important. Okay, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, True Station here in Texas. Going to take a short break, then come back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? The word gospel means good news. Now, that's fun. That's funny in the sense that when people think of God, they always think of judgment and wrath. But the fact of the matter is God even creating us gives us a sense of understanding that there is a commitment, a love, a connection to us. And that is, get ready, good. That's a good thing. So if you take a look around— Right? Just take a little look around. If you watch television, listen to the radio, like us, search the internet, get on Facebook, read magazines. The one thing that you're going to notice that there is very little gospel or good news in the world. You want to know why? One, good news doesn't sell. So let's just be honest, right? If you've been in media for any length of time, you know if it bleeds, it leads. That's the mindset, and it has to do with money. It has to do with power. So that, that power, that money, that influence, which actually has a demonic origin, but that all is connected towards not good news because not good news means that you'll be paying attention because there's so much going on. In fact, there's a fear, a terror, an anxiety, a doubt, even a doom that's within the world. And here's the kicker. If you are personally experiencing these diseases in your life, it's likely that you and I are allowing foul influences of the world to affect us. But Jesus brought a different slant on life. In John 14, 27, he said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Well, why not as the world gives? Because everything the world gives is a lie. Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. When we live our lives more freely from trouble, it means that we're walking more closely with the king of kings. He wants us to be free from fear and trouble in the worldly sense. So we 
the question is, how is our heart doing? How are we doing on the inside? Are we free or are we in bondages? Because remember, Jesus did come to set the captives free, right? In Psalm 112, verse 7, King David writes, He will have no fear of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. We need to be free from troubled and fearful hearts. And if you can't shout you'll have to face a penalty. As oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where that was one of the fastest hours of radio I can remember in a long time. Here you go on your next trivia question after... Meeting Jesus, who said he would give away half his possessions to the poor? After meeting Jesus, who said he would give away half his possessions to the poor? So some of you might be realizing, by the way, that this is a lot of repetitive uh, stuff, and that's just because of what I taught in the last segment. So just <laughs> just follow follow the ball. If you think you know the answer, who said, who said, let me put that back up there, who said after meeting Jesus, who said he would give away half his possessions to the poor? Uh, call 972-445-0770. If you think you know, 214-210-8483 on the text. Also, david at hemustincrease.org would be the email. Again, these are memory joggers. Like not jogging as in jogging. Okay, never mind. I was going to go to the gym tomorrow. We're going to have to wait and see how that goes because <laughs> I'm not supposed to work out when you, when you break your toe. Uh, before we go anywhere else, so I'm going to send you up to the website because that's uh, something that we do at this point. There's two things I'm going to tell you. One, be an ambassador. Being an ambassador does not require anything, but if you are in the right place at the right time, you think, hey, this person might enjoy some of the show stuff. We have brochures you can give them, or you can just say, hey, have you ever heard that crazy show? That's fine. Just do that. Whatever you're comfortable with. We don't mind. And then also, don't forget the money part of it, because we do pay radio rent on the 28th, and I would like to pay it and smile about it and not sit there and go, please, sir, can I have some more? I'd prefer not to have to do that. Please go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Well, now I'm waiting for the what's up, Doc thing. You're killing me here. Anyway, it's just nice to hear it. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. There's more value in that than the news. I just I don't care what anybody says. It's to me, anyway. All right, somebody ready to answer the trivia question? All right, send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Joanne. Hi. Dr. David. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Joanne. How are you? I told myself. I'm, I'm doing great. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. I want to answer the trivia and then share a couple of things, you if got I it. may. You please, got sir. it. Okay. Let's do the trivia first. After meeting okay. Jesus, who said he would give away half his possessions to the poor? Zacchaeus. That is correct, Amundo. <laughs> Right, right 
his reign. Excellent job. Very, very good. What a change in his soul. Isn't that a beautiful story? I love it. Exactly. Exactly. With complete salvation. Uh, What's happening with you? What's things you want to share? Okay. Okay. Well, a couple of things. First of all, I hope your toe isn't too badly broken. We'll be praying for you. I'm so hoping you'd have a wonderful, quiet weekend. But, you know, the the Lord is with you, and, and He will redeem that, too. And you know, certainly praying for your wonderful grandson there in the hospital. So, but um, I, I did want to say a couple of things on the heels of what Deborah shared. Cordelia and I discovered you in, I believe it was late November of 2019. We'd experienced a house fire, and and I, I had experienced um, kind of being pushed out of my home by my husband, which was the most shocking experience in my life. But the Lord has been with me and, and with us. But um, I want to read this quick verse. In, um, I was reading this in my devotions this morning, Psalm 145. And um, it, starting with verse 9, it says, The Lord is good to everyone. His compassion rests on all he has made. All you have made will thank you, Lord. The faithful will bless you. They will speak of the glory of your kingdom and will declare your might, informing all people of your mighty acts and of the glorious splendor of your kingdom. And that's what you did for us, David. You were declaring the mighty acts of the Lord and, you know, just being so honest about your life and sharing so much humor and And then um, when the pandemic came, then we started to be able to do the texting. So for a while there, we weren't even calling in. We would know most of the answers to the Bible trivia, but I'm ashamed to say we were shy at first. But then eventually we got on the ball and (laughs) rolled with the program. But um, if I could just ask a, a, a prayer, please, for our dear friends from church, I just got a text that um, Melissa and Travis, they're a beautiful, godly couple in, in our church, and he is needing um, a repeat organ transplant. And Travis is the kind of man that as he's going into surgery, you know, he witnesses to the doctors and nurses, but he's the kind of man that will pray for the salvation of my husband's son. He's just so compassionate. So the Lord has really used their ordeal, but... Anyway, I I would love a prayer for Travis and his wife, Melissa, as they right now seek to get a repeat organ transplant for him. Let's do it. Let's do that. And and I do want to say so that everybody can know that the relationship that we have all developed on the air uh, through how all these things, it's just been it's just been great Christian fellowship for the ups and the downs, and you and Cordelia are such a delight to the audience, and we just greatly, greatly appreciate you both and love you both, and we'll never stop praying for you, so I just never forget that, okay? Oh, thank you. It's a miracle. I mean, we're just blown away by this whole past two-plus years with you and the audience. It's been different, right? We love it. It's been been unique. (laughs) It is. All right, well, let's pray for Melissa and Travis. Let's do that. All right, everybody who's out in the audience, listen, you can take your faith and just offer it this way as we send our prayers to the Lord, because that's how you get them there. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you. We praise you. We worship you. We acknowledge you as Lord of the universe, and everything is under you. 
and we bring Melissa and Travis to you. First, as a, as a couple, we just ask that you would just bless them, fill their hearts full of joy. doesn't mean they're not going through trials, Lord, but your presence, your grace, your mercy, and it's not just sustains us, but helps us to set our feet upon a new rock, and you put a new song in our mouths, and you enable us to rise above. And we are praying for Travis. He needs a repeat organ transplant way beyond me, way beyond or Cordelia, way beyond Joanne, way beyond most of us, except not way beyond you. And we ask you in the name of Jesus Christ that you would bring an answer to prayer, a deliverance for Travis, that he might continue to share the grace and the power and the glory that comes from knowing Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ. We pray for them as a couple. We pray for Travis specifically. Bring answers that will glorify your name and fill both their hearts with comfort and joy. We pray and we trust you and we lean on you in this. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Oh, amen. The Lord is acting in our behalf for them. Thank you, Dr. David. Oh, wow. We sure love you. We love you so much. Thank you. Blessings. God bless you. Have a good one. Take care of that toe. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now you have everybody feeling bad for me about my toe. I feel bad about that, although it still hurts. I do wear my big person shoes. So I have, like, gym shoes that are tight and then gym shoes that are loose. Uh, Where are the loose ones? (laughs) Let's just say that. Okay. That's right. You thought you were listening to regular Christian radio. Good luck with that. All right, let me uh, do this one little text because the second part of this text is like, wow. It's like so good. So I'm only going to do a very short bit. Then we're going to come back. uh, And then uh, I might not get to the jokes because I have to do history because if you don't do history, you miss the day. (laughs) It's a little different. So we'll see how that goes. But let me just share this one little uh, piece, this one little text for you. All right. So. Uh, and this is something that people do, and you got to be careful. And I'm a person who's in leadership, so I'm telling you this as a person who's in leadership for you to be careful about people that lead you. Okay, I'm telling even even myself included. It doesn't matter who it is. Okay, you are responsible before the Lord to use discretion and wisdom. Here's what the passage says: They refused to listen to him, not remember his miracle, the miracles you had done for for them. Instead, they rebelled and appointed a leader to take them back to their slavery in Egypt. People look for leaders in life, and if the Lord is not your leader, you will substitute leadership. You will go to whoever is saying, hey, follow me, hey, follow me, which was a warning that Jesus gave in the Gospels about people coming out saying, I'm the Messiah, I'm the answer, I'm the solution. That should be your first, like, ding, 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 right? Uh I'm very aware uh, that we have the opportunity to lead and to encourage people. But I tell you, and I'm telling you now, no man is worthy to be followed unless they follow Christ. Period. Follow me as I follow Christ, Paul said. As soon as that leadership veers off in any direction, stop. Okay, I'm telling you as as powerfully as I can, you follow people that are drawing closer to the Lord, that are of a faith that is honorable and right. And when they go into an arena that's not, or when they do something that's not, don't follow them there. That doesn't invalidate everything else they've done. That's just stupid. 
This was people being ridiculous. That's like saying somebody who hit 900 home runs and then struck out 30 times. Oh, they struck out 30 times. They still hit 900 home runs. I mean, it's ridiculous. The idea behind that is to make sure that the leadership in your life is Christ-centered. And in every issue, and I, I, I think it's great that we have a chance to encourage people, but I tell people on a regular basis, find the Lord. Your answer is before the Lord because God's not going to—you're not going to stand before the throne, and you're not going to be able to point to somebody else like Adam did in the garden and go, oh, that leader told me to do that over there. God's going to go, well, I gave you a brain. You had the book. <laughs> you had the Holy Spirit in you. And I, and I say that passionately because I've been, and you guys know I'm doing this Christian chaos uh, sharing. It's like spiritual leadership can go awry in a hurry. But the responsibility is upon each and every one of us to make sure that Jesus Christ is Lord and that the leaders in our lives do nothing but help us draw closer to the Lord. Never forget who is, and we're going to cover this, I think it's next week we cover this, Never forget who the chief shepherd is. And if Jesus is the chief shepherd, then everybody else is just kind of like a (laughs) sub-shepherd. Just remember that. He knows how to lead. And he knows, and you should know, that the best leaders are the best servants. We should all know that. All right. We'll take a break and come back. Uh, You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame It may be false, but it feels the same So I punish myself, I go down to the jail of my soul Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. The David Spoon Experience. Again, Dr. Robert Jeffress. Doctor, are you there with us? I'm here with you, David. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here. I got to ask you this question. I'm, 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 you know, I, I get a little fiery, especially when uh, Christians are being accused of things that are uh, false, and that happens all the time, especially in the media. And I think you, if you remember our very first time we ever talked, I told you how impressed I was with you that you are able to keep your uh, spirit steady. <laughs> well, I appreciate that so much. You're a good friend. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Here's the thing that drives me absolutely batty, which is where I need your help now. Uh, I understand this uh, situation with uh, with Tim Tebow. He was going to do a dedication for you. He got a lot of pressure, apparently, from the media. The media accused you of being uh, uh, homophobic and anti-Semitic, which, for me, I mean... 
it was it was I guess when I first heard it I was overwhelmed first of all anti-semitic is a person who discriminates against or is prejudiced or hostile towards Jews you've been on my show now this is three time and I'm as Jewish as they come yeah well David I mean the charge of anti-semitic comes from saying that everyone including Jews must trust in Christ in order to go to heaven uh, that is hardly anti-semitic in fact I have a Jewish friend in New York who called me this week she's not a Christian but she said I don't understand all of this said I don't believe in the New Testament, but you do. You're simply saying what the New Testament says. And, you know, David, we've said before, you know, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And I remind people, Jesus was not a Southern Baptist evangelist. He was a Jewish rabbi. And yet you look at what he said, what the Apostle Paul said, the Apostle Peter. Here are the three most prominent men of the New Testament, every one of them a devout Jew. And yet they said there's one way to God, and that's through faith in Christ. That is not anti-Semitic. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Last trivia question. Uh, says this. Let me tell you, you guys got to get this. <laughs> you have to get this. If you don't get this, I'm going to go home and cry. Which gospel starts with the words, the beginning of the gospel about Jesus Christ, the Son of God? Which gospel begins with the words, the beginning of the gospel, the beginning of the gospel about Jesus Christ, the Son of God? Okay, so you have a one in four shot. <laughs> okay, so, so which gospel starts with the words, the beginning of the gospel about Jesus Christ, the Son of God? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email, david at he must increase.org. In the meantime, we will do our history. Okie dokie artichokies. Today is National Freezer Pop Day. I don't know if that means popsicle or, I mean, freezer pop. Are those the otter freezer pops? Is that different than popsicles? Because I'm a popsicle guy. I don't know. Why not both? Okay, both. I'll take it. National Wine and Cheese Day, and that does not mean you get to complain and have cheese. It's wine and cheese. National Hot Fudge Sunday Day. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Uh, National Merry-Go-Round Day. That just goes round and round. And then uh, National Chili Dog Day, which is like yum, right? I won't tell. I've told you before that Noel has a favorite. I'm not going to comment high on this. I'm not going to say anything super negative. She is a huge chili dog uh, fan of Wiener Schnitzels. Seems like today should be Antacid Day too. If you're having chili (laughs) dogs and sundays and cheese and wine. (laughs) A lot of food in this, isn't there? There's a lot of stuff going on with that. Uh, last thing I want you to know is today is Threading the Needle Day. Threading the Needle is celebrated on July 25th. It's a day for uh, sewing and those who sew, but also a second meaning. The phrase threading the needle, generally uh, metaphorical, means to find a pathway through two opposing views. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> 
Uh, that's the way I said that. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, 1999 on this day, Lance Armstrong won his first Tour de France. We'll just leave that there and let you guys fill in all the blanks. Okay. I'm not even going to. I didn't touch it. This is not a chance. Uh, our uh, trivia question. What's our trivia question? Which gospel? So there's there's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Okay? Everybody knows that. Which gospel starts with the beginning of the gospel about Jesus Christ, the Son of God? It's one in four. Just gonna leave that there too. 972-445-0770. That is the number to call. 214-210-8483. That's the number to text on David at he must increase.org is the email. Here you go. This part is so good. I'm gonna read it together. Okay, so we did part one, part two. I want to read it together. Okay, this is in Nehemiah 9. Okay. They refused to listen. They did not remember the miracles you had done for them. Instead, they rebelled and appointed a leader to take them back to their slavery in Egypt. Wow, that's not a good idea. But you, oh, you are a God of forgiveness, gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and full of unfailing love and mercy, and you did not abandon them, even though they made an idol shaped like a calf and said, this is the God who brought you out of Egypt, and they sinned and committed terrible blasphemies. So in the recounting of this situation, Israel forgets what God has done for them, something none of us can afford to do, and in place, then they start to follow leadership. Now watch this. Because the leadership's not appointed by God, it brings them back into a slavery. And if you don't understand that some spiritual leaders bring people back into slavery, you're not getting the picture. Even though they're spiritual and they're a leader, that doesn't mean they're the holy and the anointed of the Lord. And these people are leading them back into a bondage. But it says you are a God of forgiveness. Forgiveness, gracious and merciful, slow to become angry and full of unfailing love and mercy. You did not abandon them. There's a lot that I can go down and, and say. I'm just going to make this as clear as I can without polluting it. We deserve to be abandoned because of how we act and how we treat one another and how we respond to God and how much sin is really in us that nobody knows. Even the last week, we talked about King David saying, you know what I'm like. I mean, it's like there's this part of us that knows, oh, yeah, we're, there's a lot of mess in here. But God does not abandon us. In fact, he's, all, listen to all these characters. He's, he's a God of forgiveness. Well, that's good. <laughs> Just gonna say that's good. Why is that good? Because uh, I need to be forgiven. I know I'm forgiven from my penalty, but I am an ongoing forgive forgiveness guy. I need to be forgiven ongoing in the sense that I need to be healed from my own sins, my own stupidity. God is gracious. Well, that's good because really we don't deserve anything. So He's giving to us because He loves. He's merciful, which means He doesn't judge us when we deserve to be judged. He's slow to anger. He puts up with a lot of stuff, doesn't He? He's full of unfailing love, a love that never quits. It doesn't go, okay, I've reached my peak. I'm done. God doesn't have that. 
All these things I wish I had a zillionth of. And it says, you did not abandon them even though they made an idol shaped like a calf. In other words, God didn't abandon them even though they came up with another God. They made it, it was a calf, and they made that their God, and God didn't go, oh, you worship a calf? Okay. <laughs> Atom bomb. That didn't happen. Instead, God stuck with them through all of it, through the good and the bad. That's the God we serve. That's who we work with. That's who we love. We, you know, the, the best news that you could hear from this whole thing that I'm sharing right now is God doesn't pack his bags and take another trip to another solar system when we go off course. Like, well, that's good. Otherwise, he'd probably have like a condo in another solar system because oh, how often we do this. In fact, what God does is he challenges Israel. He brings them back to himself. He doesn't quit on us. This is the, this is the one thing I, I wrote in the liner that was really good. He doesn't quit on us. He pushes harder to draw us in. That is a, that's serious. That's a, that's serious commitment. We abandon, we, we cheat, we steal, we do all that. You think, well, I don't do very many bad things. Has God been first all the time? Because at any point, if you worshipped another God, you did the most insulting thing possible. Whether it's a person, yourself, an object, an idea, an ideology, a political concept, uh, a, a business concept, even a ministerial concept. At any point, if anything gets in the way of God being number one, no matter who it is or what it is, then you've done the worst possible thing. You've substituted God. Oh, and he doesn't pack his bags. You're thinking, really? He doesn't pack his bags? Nope. Faithful love never quits. Unfailing love. Never gives up on us. Keeps pushing us and pushing. Yeah. That's cool. This is why I like Nehemiah. So we did get into some of the, well, I don't want to say minutia, but we got into some of the more specifics. And in that, getting into that, you get to understand. But here, he's, you know, Nehemiah is recounting these things and all of these things that Israel has done. Bad, 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 bad. And God still just stuck with him. Yeah, I'm going to hang out with you guys. I'm going to make it work. You guys are wearying. <laughs> Remember what the Lord said in Malachi? You've wearied me with your words. What were the words? They were complaining. And the Lord goes, oh, stick it out. Stick it with you guys. I love you guys. <laughs> Isn't he nice? <laughs> so... Uh, we so don't deserve that. All right. Uh, okay. We get that? We get that? I got to do trivia, right? Okay. Here we go. Ready for trivia? Okay. Ready for trivia? Okay. I'm ready. Okay. No, wait. Okay. How long should I wait? You should probably answer trivia okay. now. Okay. All right. Which gospel starts with the words at the beginning of the gospel about Jesus Christ, the Son of God? That would be the gospel of Mark. Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Remember, Matthew starts the genealogy, Luke starts the genealogy, and then John starts, you know, John was his own. He was in the beginning. That was his gospel. So he was connecting it to Genesis. God doesn't pack his bags. You remember one thing from this show? That's it. God never packs his bags on you, okay? He always sticks with you.
Get it? Okay. All right. We're done? We're done. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.